Hey, what's going on, guys? This is Quentin with Lawn Care Accelerator. Today, I am joined by Brian Clayton with GreenPal. I am CEO and co-founder of GreenPal, and GreenPal is a platform that connects homeowners and local lawn care services. So if you're a homeowner and you need to find somebody to mow your yard, rather than calling all over the place, leaving voicemails and trying to get estimates, they can, they can just sign up on GreenPal. They put their address in, and they start getting quotes from lawn care services nearby them, uh, up to five. And the, the goal of the platform is to deliver them five quotes back in less than 60 seconds. And in most major cities in the United States, we're able to deliver on that promise. And for lawn care services, it's a platform where you can get connected with customers that need lawn maintenance, uh, quickly submit pricing for free, get hired, and then get paid within 24 hours of the work you do. And then if that goes well, they then book you for the entire season on the platform. We have kind of marketing automation in the background that, that nudges them to book more mowings and, and then more services such as shrubs and leaves and mulch. And, okay, and so you, you're not just focused on, on lawn mowing. It, you know, it kind of covers the whole ins and outs of kind of like property care, property it, it, maintenance. It, it does, but, uh, but lawn mowing is the primary use case. And so a homeowner that is coming onto the platform can only use it to get lawn mowing and then once they uh get set up with a contractor they can then layer on these related services but they can't come on there and say hey i want to quote for shrub pruning or i just want to quote for leaf removal mm -hmm. you have to be you have to be an engaged uh user of the platform with with weekly or every two week service to be able to layer on those additional services. Yeah, so lawn mowing is just kind of like a foot in the door for the for the customer and for the company to you know right. hopefully try and bring on some more customers and, and revenue and stuff. That's the way we look at it. Okay, so so what's your background? I mean, like where where did the idea of GreenPal come from? Like, what did you do before GreenPal? How long has GreenPal uh, been around? Been on been in the market? Yeah. GreenPal is a 10-year overnight success. My two co-founders <laughs> and I have been at this thing for a little over a decade. And, uh, and now we're nationwide in the United States, around 300,000 homeowners using it to get lawn mowing services, around 30,000 contractors using it to run their business. Wow. We have, we have some contractors doing over a million dollars a year on the platform. So everything from your, your fireman that just wants to do 10 yards a week to uh, – vendors running five and, and six crews on the platform uh doing hundreds of stops a week jeez so we, really yeah so we we kind of service the, the whole spectrum of of needs from contractors and before green pal i actually had a landscaping company i i started like many of your listeners i started mowing grass in high school uh, as a way to make extra cash and just stuck with that little by little uh, over a 15-year period of time built that into one of the larger landscaping companies in the state of tennessee where i live um, eventually over 150 employees, uh, $10 million a year in wow. revenue. And then in 2013, that was acquired by a national company. And so after that, I took some time off, took about a year off. <laughs> I would too. And, <laughs> yeah, it almost almost killed me selling that business, but got it done. And uh, and then I got bored. I thought and it, was kind of an <laughs> it was kind of an existential uh, moment in my life where I realized, man, I'm, I need a project. I need, uh, I need a mission. I need uh, a reason why I get out of bed in the morning and why it matters. And, mm -hmm. and so I thought, well, somebody should build a platform that connects buyers and sellers in, in the landscaping industry because I saw this problem every day running my landscaping business. As we grew and scaled that company, we, we started off like everybody, just basic residential services, 
and slowly built it into a, a 100% commercial uh, maintenance uh, operation where we were doing nothing but apartments and HOAs and, and uh, office parks and things like that. We no longer did residential work because mm-hmm. we just couldn't make the margins work. But people would still call us every day. We would have, we would have sometimes as many as 100 people a day call us, ringing our phone off the hook, wanting basic uh, lawn mowing services. And we had a value in, in how we ran that business to always be helpful, no matter mm-hmm. what, to always try to be helpful to people. And, and so we, we maintained a list of names and phone numbers of smaller service providers that maybe were just getting started. Or, and, That's awesome. Uh, yeah, and we would refer them out for free. And we would say, hey, you know, we don't do, you know, basic lawn mowing, but, but here, you know, uh, Joe's Lawn Mowing Service does give them a call. And so we would do that, and most of the time it would work out, but a lot of times they would call us back and they would say, hey, I called all seven of those phone numbers you gave me. Two called me back. One promised to give me an estimate, yeah. uh, and, and he never showed up. I, I did actually hire another guy, but he flaked on me. Do you have any other other recommendations and so it became this like broken uh feedback uh, and so we uh i saw the problem i saw the problem yeah, in reality for sure. I, thought, I thought well there's a reason why this is breaking and, and, and a platform can make it easier and so i set out to build that and and it ended up being more challenging than i thought it would be but but it's been a hell of a journey uh you know going from a, a blue collar entrepreneur to a tech entrepreneur and uh, building a platform that now powers around 30,000 uh, small business owners to help grow their business. Yeah, so it, so this was just an idea that you had because you saw a need and you, did you end up like, like, did you end up partnering up with someone or like, did you, you know, to like build a website? Do you guys have an app? Like, did you partner up with someone to like, you know, build an app and? Yeah, totally. Um, you know, ideally, when you are starting a tech startup, you get you get a hacker and a hustler. You get somebody who knows the tech side, and you get somebody that knows the the, the business side. I, I didn't didn't know any hackers. I didn't know anybody that ever built a website. So I I, I recruited two hustlers, and so we had three hustlers, <laughs> uh, three people that just kind of had a fire in our belly to build something, and uh, and wanted to build something big and and so that's all we had going for us we didn't know how to code we didn't know how to build software mm-hmm. so the, the first mistake we made is we paid like a, a development shop uh like almost two hundred thousand dollars to build what we thought green pal should be and that was all of our bankroll that was like all of the money we had pulled together to get the company going and, wow and uh it, and and we they took them nine months to build it and it was a total failure the app was horrible it was hard to use it was clunky. It didn't deliver on the promise. And so mm-hmm. we had to like back up and teach ourselves how to build software, you know, YouTube university, online courses, you name it and learn how to code, learn how to build software. And it took like two years, but we, we, we taught ourselves how to build software and how to build an app and rebuilt the whole thing from scratch while talking to customers and talking to small business owners and figuring out what the tools they needed to make this thing run smoother. Um, and, and that's how we did it. And little by little, we set a goal for 100 people in a week to use the app. And that took us two years to get there. <laughs> <laughs> you got, and meanwhile, you know, I just sold a company that was doing, you know, seven, 800 stops a day. Yeah. Um, uh, and, and I was trying to, and, and so it's kind of like starting all over again, where I was uh, hawking this app for $40 lawn mowings. 
and uh, and and trying to like hustle up a hundred people to use it, and it took two years to do that. With those hundred people, were they in your uh, Tennessee area? Were they all over the country? Yeah. So a marketplace like this is is locally constrained. You know, if you're if you're in Nashville, you don't care how many contractors there are in St. Louis using it, and mm-hmm. if you live in Seattle, you don't care how many people in Atlanta use it, and so on. And so you have to like build every city and really suburb from the ground up okay and you have to match contractors with suppliers uh or, or suppliers with with homeowners and and uh it's like a chicken and egg problem that you have to solve in every town so we spent three years just in nashville working the suburbs of nashville trying to hustle up the the right amount of of pros and vetting them and then and then marketing the consumers and and making those matches happen. So that's why it took so long to, to get the ball rolling and get the momentum going. Yeah. Uh, are you guys just in the United States? Yeah. At this point, we're, we're in every city in, in the United States, and it's taken us 10 years to do that. Um, and we still have a long way to go in the U.S. You know, for, we, uh, we do extremely well in about 15 cities, but there's some cities where we don't have a lot of traction. Like, for example, we – we do twice the number of transactions in a Knoxville, Tennessee, than we do in a Seattle, and we, you know, we're trying to figure that out. Why, why do we suck in 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 Washington State? But we're because it rains all the time, maybe. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> uh, or or in like St. Louis, man, there's thousands of transactions happening a day, and and so it's like uh, we're we're trying to figure that out. So we have a long way to go in the United States. We may go into Canada soon, but honestly, it's 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 so hard to internationalize the business that. There's a lot more low-hanging fruit yeah. uh, here in the U.S. How how are you guys in uh, Denver, Colorado? Do we do good in Denver? Uh, uh, Denver and Boulder are good markets for us. Um, I would say maybe middle middle of the pack. Um, it's weird. Like the further west we go, the harder it seems. It, it, it I think the business is just different on the West Coast than mm-hmm. it is in, in Middle America, and in the South where I'm from. Uh, we do extremely well in Florida, uh, and Georgia, Tennessee, Missouri. Um, and then the further west you go, it, it, it's, it's hard. it seems like it's a different business that we have to adapt to somehow. Yeah. Yeah, you know, because I'm, I'm not sure if you know this, you know, but Denver averages over 300 days of sunshine a year. You know, everyone yeah. thinks it's like this cold hellscape. You know, we get lots of snow, um, but, you know, that's not always the case. And, you know, it, it's it's beautiful here. You know, if, if you're feeling sad, you just, like, look outside. You can see the – you know, the nice mountains to the West and, you know, that's awesome. Yeah. So with, um, with building, with building green pal, um, did you guys like take feedback from lawn companies? Yeah. It's the only way we could figure it out. Uh, it's like when you're inventing. So, so let me just back up when I built my first company, you know, built it to 150 people, 10 million a year in revenue and sold it. I, I left that thinking, I knew like everything there was to know about building uh, an eight-figure business, and and then I started GreenPal, and I was like, man, this is starting all over again. This is nothing like the first the, the first uh, business. This is totally different. This is even though I'm a second-time founder, I'm really starting all over again. So it was really humbling, and and uh, and I, what I learned was is that running a traditional business, a landscaping company, a construction company, a restaurant. It's hard, really hard, but 
inventing something brand new that does not exist in the world is like a hundred times harder mm-hmm. because nobody knows to use it. Nobody knows how to use it. Nobody knows that it exists and it's a new way of doing things. And so in, in educating people on that, it's, it's a lot more challenging. So that was just trying to build that, up that trust, right? Right. You know, and, and there's no playbook. You can't look to a bigger competitor and just rob and steal their ideas and make them better. Uh, which is what I did in the landscaping business, honestly. <laughs> you know, I, I would go to like huge, I would go to like Chicago and I would just spend a week observing you know, $100 million companies. There was a 70, you know, $70 million company that I was learning a bunch from and I would take them to Nashville uh, uh, take to take the ideas to Nashville. So you, you can't do that when you're inventing a new product. Like yeah. there, is, there, is, there is no, no game plan. Um, so, you know, you have to like make it up as you go. And, and really the only thing you can do is listen to users listen to customers um you know, there's a mantra listen to your customers or you will have none and so we, like so we did we did that we you know we, i know the inside of of every starbucks in, in middle tennessee atlanta and tampa because that was our first three markets and so that's where i would meet with homeowners that would that would try it out i'll say hey let, let me let me i'll give you you know three or four free lawn mowings if you would just meet with me and, and tell me your experience. Let me watch you use the app. And then contractors, um, I came to the starting block with this contractor mindset. I came thinking that I knew everything there was to know about running a lawn mowing business. So I thought, and there was all of these assumptions that I had that were wrong um, about how the platform needed to be built. And so listening, like the first 500 contractors that used the platform all had my cell number. And I would talk to them <laughs> seven days a week sometimes 20 hours a day and the the deal i made with them was um you know my i i need you to use this platform quite frankly right now it stinks it's not very good it's clunky it doesn't have all the features it needs but i've got to build it out for the consumer side first and then i'll come back to the to the pro side and but i need for you to use it i need you to quote when you get the opportunity to quote i need you to show up and do a great job for your client when they hire you on the platform and in, re- in exchange, I will give you free coaching and mentoring on how to grow a lawn care business. And so that was kind of the glue. Uh, That's not a bad deal, if you ask yeah. me. <laughs> yeah. And, and so it really I, isn't. And man, I, it was like it worked because I was able to help maybe, as, you know, dozens, maybe over 100 different lawn care pros grow their, their business, like hand-to-hand combat, like, like, like really, really help them uh, through coaching even though it's not like what I wanted to do and wasn't what I was set up to do. I'd never been a mentor or a coach, but, but I knew the business. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and then in turn, they would give me feedback on like, Hey, I wish it would do this. I wish you'd do this. It'd be cool if you built this. Um, you know, here's where it's breaking down. Here's where the where float workflow is not working. And then that's how, you know, that's how we architected the, the rules of the platform and the tools. And um, it's a we try to strike a really good balance between pros and consumers, what consumers want and what pros want. And it's, and they're not always like aligned. Like pros want, you know, your 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 average lawn guy who's doing 20 yards a week would would uh, just love to show up on the day they want to and skip a week here and there and, and not <laughs> and not not yeah. blow the back patio and and not return a phone call. And then the average consumer would doesn't want to commit to any sort of schedule would just love to be able to push a button and have you come in 15 minutes. And so that's like what the ultimate desire of both sides of the transaction is. And we have to like strike a balance between those two ends of the spectrum and make it work for both sides. So how do you strike that balance with, um, with lawn care companies? 
Well, it's not a good fit for everybody. Um, of of the of ten contractors that sign up and use GreenPal, maybe two are a good fit. And and so, if you're too big, you're usually not a good fit. If you if you already have like you know three, four, five employees and you're running three or four crews, usually you have your own routines, your own systems, your own processes, and you don't want another another thing. You don't want another um, another system to interact with and you don't want to like have to do your billing to that system and so on you have your own and so it's usually not a good fit for your bigger contractors although like i mentioned earlier we have some doing over a million bucks a year through the platform and and so they're they, they are big um but they make it work they have a dedicated kind of processes and routines to, to work through green pal um, and then on the other end of the spectrum, if you're, if you're too small or too unprofessional, you're not a good fit. So if you just don't take this seriously, you don't have the good, you don't have the right equipment. Um, you, you're not, you're not serious about being a business owner. You're not proactive in how you communicate with people. You don't like the idea of being held accountable to show up on the day you're supposed to. Um, you're not a good fit. And so it's our job to screen those, those contractors out and reduce it down to the two or three that are a good fit. They're like, yeah, man, this is great. I hate doing bookkeeping and billing. I hate having to wait 60 days for my money. I hate having to do marketing. Um, I hate having to organize all of this stuff. GreenPal is awesome. I, I get all the customers I want. I get paid within 24 hours. I don't have I don't have accounts receivable. I don't even know what that is. This is awesome. <laughs> GreenPal makes sure that these people are staying booked with me. They help me get uh, uh additional uh high margin add-on services automatically booked i love it like that's two or three out of ten and and it's our job to like funnel it down and lock those folks in and and help them grow their business because ultimately we don't prosper as a platform and unless vendors are making more money like we we have one metric make pros money <laughs> like that's it <laughs> like that's all we care about and every decision we make uh boils down to that how do we how do we make pros more money? What are the rules of the platform uh, to, to, to make more money and, and ease the livelihood of, of the professionals that use the platform? So walk me through um, actually using GreenPal for a lawn care company. Um, you know, because myself, you know, I have right around like 60 weekly customers. Um, I'm by myself right now. I did have some uh, part-time or I did have help uh, over the summer, but you know, he had to go back to school and, um, you know, so I'm going back by myself. Uh, but as far as like, you know, if, if I was to like sign up for green pal, just kind of like walk me through that process, um, you know, from like signing up, like determining maybe, I don't know, minimum prices or, you know, submitting bids or estimates, um, billing the customer communicating with the customer uh and having that money you know show up in my account yeah so first if you're mowing 60 yards by yourself every week that's that's pretty impressive uh so you're probably not looking to bolt on 20 or 30 more maybe you are but if you, so let's start with that like if you already have enough work there's no reason to sign up for green pal I want to, I want to hire someone to, you know, to bring on more work because, you know, who yeah. doesn't want to make money? Yeah, there you go. If you figure that out and uh, that's kind of the next step, like I, I'm hiring my, so here you go. Here's, here's a good use case. I'm hiring my first employee 
and I've made a promise to them I can keep them busy, I better go find some work. Let mm-hmm. me jump on GreenPal and let me gobble these these customers up and and to treat them like gold and and build like half of my business maybe through pen and pad or however you're doing it now, and then the other half on GreenPal. We have a lot of contractors do that, so it's a great way to kind of get over a growth hurdle. Mm-hmm. Um, but the first thing I'll say is like if you don't want another 10, 20, 30, 40 customers don't sign up because that's the whole point. And we get a lot of contractors that quite, it's, it's silly, but that's, that's like, well, I'm full. Well, then why'd you sign up? It's like, <laughs> and so, and so it's like, let's start there. So let's, let's, and so let's say, okay, I do want another 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 more stops, or maybe I'm just getting started. First thing you do is you sign up. It's really quick. You just upload pictures, pictures of your equipment. You, you set up your banking information. We use Stripe, uh, stripe.com to process all the payments um, for homeowners and then deposit that into your bank account. And then the, uh, the first thing you do is, is, uh, you upload pics of your, of your past work and then you start getting bid opportunities. You'll get a text message says, Hey, you know, so-and-so on main street wants a weekly lawn mowing. Uh, the average price in this zip code is 40 bucks. Um, uh, it is 13,000 square feet. Submit your quote for free. And then you submit your quote. And, uh, and then they get that quote. We like to get them three to five bids back really quickly. Usually the first one or two people that bid, if their price is good uh, and they have good reviews, get hired. And then you get hired, you get a text message. So, hey, you, you got to be there on Tuesday. Um, it's on your schedule. You show up on Tuesday. You mow the yard, mow, weed eat, blow. Um, and ideally, you reach out to the customer before you show up and you reach out to them after to make sure they're happy. That's what, that's what the pros that make the most money on the platform do. Mm-hmm. Um, your sloppy providers don't do either. And then, and then sometimes things go wrong, like man, expectations get mismanaged or, or uh, uh, they don't get booked for subsequent mowings. But your, your really proactive pros will reach out before and then they'll reach out after and, and make sure that they were happy. And uh, they have 20, well, say you mowed it at 10 o'clock that day, their card gets billed um, that night at midnight. So within 24 hours, their card is billed. And if they didn't like the service, they can raise a dispute and say, hey, he actually didn't mow the backyard. <laughs> and and uh, I don't know why, but he completed it on the system but didn't mow the backyard. And then they'll raise a dispute. And then you, you have, as a contractor, have the opportunity to satisfy that. Um, but if everything goes well you did, and they did a good job, then – uh, which is 99.9% of the, of the transactions, um, then their card is billed or they'll push to pay and then they can rate you. And then you're scored on, did you show up on the day you're supposed to? Uh, and, that, and then you get a reliability rating. And then you are scored on if they hired you for subsequent mowings because, th- because that's an indicator of, did they like your services or not? Did you reach out after the fact? And uh, and then there's a four, there's a one to five star rating that they give. Those three metrics dictates how you are promoted or demoted on the platform. And there's a lot of contractors that don't like GreenPal for that reason. They don't like to be. <laughs> I, I I can understand why. Yeah, yeah. They don't <laughs> like to be held accountable. And and they, and you know if they if they showed up whatever day they wanted, their reliability rating plummets and. And if they if they did a, a poor job, they're rated a certain way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and and they have crappy ratings and, and they don't get any traction on the platform. The ones that that do uh, care and, and, and maintain a good reliability rating, maintain a good star rating um, and ongoing rate um, prosper 
and get 100 customers in the, in the first year. So it's like, it's like everything, you know, 10% of the players are getting 90% of the business. Our platform is just like that as well. 10% of the, of the vendors that sign up are, are getting 90% of the revenue. Well, I mean, the, there's, there's a difference between, you know, someone signing up for it, just, you know, expecting to, you know, I don't know, maybe make a thousand bucks, a, an extra thousand bucks a week, thinking it'll be easy. Yeah. You know, it because, ain't. oh, these, these, <laughs> these customers are coming to me. Yeah. And. I mean, you can make a thousand bucks a week. Uh, that's very doable. Yeah. But, but, and I don't understand it. To me, it's, it is easy to, you get a text message, you bid, you get hired, you just show up, you upload a photo, done. That's a lot easier than like doing it the old way uh, of like, I got to pass out flyers. I got to hope somebody calls me. I got to like, somehow maybe I can give them a quote over the phone. And then I got to hope they pay me after I get done doing it. Like, I don't know. It just seems harder to me uh, doing it the the manual way, but it it, it is easy uh, in a sense. But you're still going to work your butt off. You're still gonna you're still going to show up on time. You're still going to work hard in the business. This is a hard business. I remember many many days get, uh, coming home at, at at dark and just falling asleep on my living room <laughs> carpet. You know, like I'm sure yep, everybody yep. can relate to that. You know, I, th I think um, we've all been there. <laughs> so that's hard. You know that's hard <laughs> but like the the it, it, but it's a pretty straightforward process i guess is my point yeah where i was going with that is that you know the there's a difference between like those people who just think they can make a quick thousand bucks like they're almost like the takers like I, i'm, I'm right. just gonna take what i can right. and then and then move on right and then it's, it's like job. well all they have now is that thousand dollars as opposed to if they could build upon that $1,000 every single week for the mowing season or for the rest of the season, whenever that may be, and, you know, take a little bit of accountability, uh, responsibility, and, you know, just showing up and, and doing good work and, and communicating, you know, with the customer. Anybody that would describe it as a hustle usually isn't a good fit. Um, you know, People that are looking to do that probably would need need to drive for Lyft or DoorDash or something like that. Those platforms are set up for that. Mm -hmm. You know, they're set they're set up for, hey, you're a commodity supplier, you're a commodity. Nobody cares uh, uh, who you are. Just show up, pick somebody up, drop them off, drop off their Burger King. That's it. You can come in, come out, do whatever you want. You can hustle up a thousand bucks. That's a hustle. Mm -hmm. The lawn care business is not that way. Your, your clients care about who you are as a business owner. They care about, are you a proactive business owner? Do you take pride in your work? Mm -hmm. Do you want to show up on time? Do you want to handle a, a problem and make sure that I'm happy as a client? That's our platform's job is to promote business owners that have that type of mindset and demote and expel the ones that are, have the hustler mindset. And and I don't I hate to like, shit on the word hustler because sometimes I think of myself that way as well like like everybody's got to hustle to get to get ahead but you know what I mean it's like the people that have the short-term mindset yeah that 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 want that they are takers you described it really well they, they don't want to like invest in a business they don't want to mm -hmm. invest in a in a client base they don't have a three-year outlook they just want to get by this week it's our job as as the as the 
purveyors of the platform to sideline those those types of uh, business owners yeah yeah for sure uh as as far as getting set up with green pal um you mentioned you know taking pictures um of your equipment uh past work performed right yeah that's right yeah um and that's a real simple thing i mean it's like four picks of of work that you've done for clients in the past we look at that um as 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 a way to gauge if if you're legit or not we look at pics of your equipment um but the reality is is the upfront vetting is important and that's how we screen out uh, 99% of the bad actors but really what matters is is the scoring when you get rolling um and and uh you know how often are you showing up on the days you're supposed to what kind of ratings are you getting and and what kind of uh uh, what kind of performance are you are you uh, experiencing on the platform? Is how is how we demote and and promote the ones that 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 are doing well. The the upfront vetting is important, but it's like I wish I wish that was the way that we could figure out who's good and who's not. Unfortunately, the only way we can is to, is to observe how they how they perform on the platform. Mm-hmm. Let's go into actually like using the software from a business perspective like when when i pull it up like what am i going to see what am i going to do are you guys uh, a crm um is communication between you and the customer done within the app or you know is it done like you know with your personal phone number personal email address and and all that stuff yeah really good question so first thing you see every time you hit the app is bids available to quote in your area every time you open it and that that annoys a lot of contractors because they just want to like get to their customer list and and they want to do work but but there's three quotes that need to be quoted and the reason why we have it built that way we we used to not make it mandatory to quote or not quote the lawns in your area but what would happen is is contractors would never quote any of the yards and, and homeowners <laughs> would never get bids and then like the whole thing just would not work and and one of the main like um bits of of like the value proposition for a consumer like the glue for them is that they get quotes really quick mm-hmm. and they can jump on and they can go okay i don't have any okay man i've got three people that want to do it okay boom i'm hiring them done and that's what makes it work and so you got to quote them quick and so it's mandatory to quote them if they're available and so as a contractor let's say you you're it's you know it's saturday and you're mowing on today on a saturday it's 11 o'clock and uh and you open the app to to up to complete a job there might be two quotes that you got to do and it takes five seconds okay it's uh, it's 20,000 square feet it's on this street the average winning price is 45 bucks okay uh, that's a 50 dollars yard boom done or i'm full this week i don't want any more decline and that's it. You got you, you got to clear those out first. And so that's one of those things that where we make it mandatory to to make the whole damn thing work, the whole platform work, because we tried to not and and homeowners would never get quotes and they would never hire anybody and, and we would never get the, the flywheel going. So that's one. That's the first thing. The next thing is uh, you you see a list of here's all your customers for today. You've got you, know, you got 20 stops today. Here's the organized route between each stop. Uh, we, we, we tap into an API with Google Maps that, that routes them uh, from your shop uh, all the way through. It's That's not cool. Like, 
Yeah, and 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 for ninety percent of the use cases, it works. But uh, subcontractors tell us like this isn't the fastest way to do this, and I'm and we're like, <laughs> well, we got as close as we could. Okay, that, I mean, it gives the, you a general idea. Yeah, yeah, it's it's not the it's. It's not the not fastest way. I know that. It yeah. is like it's, it's, it's pretty good, and and uh, you know it's probably better than I was doing in 1998 with no GPS. I can tell you that. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but it's it's pretty, so so at least it's 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 attempted to be organized in a in a optimized driving route, uh, and you can go from stop to stop. You and you you complete the stops, and you upload a photo of the completed work. Just one photo. I know there's there's been other platforms that have required multiple photos. I think TaskEasy was one that came in. I don't know if they're still around, but somebody told me they, they wanted like ten. I think that's a little ridiculous. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we it, like a platform requires one photo of the completed work, and that's time stamped and geolocated, um, and is and is AI tracked in terms of is this a mode yard? And so we're able to like tell on the back end. It's like, okay, are you where you're supposed to be? Is this is this not an old photo? Is it is this like today? And, and not a um, screenshot from Google Street View from 2008 or something. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or it's not a it's not a picture of uh, you know your baseball cap, which in the early days when 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 the uh, when we didn't have all these tools, people would do that. Vendors would oh, man. upload a photo of anything, you know, and and it's like really that's going to your customer they're seeing that like so such so, so, so short-sighted but anyway we have built in the tools to like safeguard against those things and so you do that and then that's sent to your client and then they look at it and we have a lot of property managers that don't live on the properties and so they're their only like proof point is that photo mm-hmm. and um or you know a lot of out-of-state owners and things like that and and they love it because of that and so you they get the photo they're like yeah that's cool uh, I'm gonna pay. I'm gonna log in and pay Quentin five stars, and then you know you're scored. Okay, good job. You got that done on Saturday when you were supposed to, and and the money will be in your bank uh, by midnight. Um, and that's how it works. And then you just work through your route, and um, and then you can see like everything you gotta do next week. Uh, you and then you can always go and see what auctions you have bid. Uh, you can send an updated price if you want to any of them. Um, and then you have a place where all of your customers are, a CRM, every customer you've ever worked with, all of their information. You qu- and then you can go in there, and then oh, I forgot one step. After you upload the photo, we send you a, a another screen that says, hey, do you want to go ahead while you're here, quote the shrubs, quote the seed, quote That's the cool. leaves. Quote. So now all of your customers have a menu of services mm-hmm. that they can just hire uh, uh, hire you for, and, and you don't have to go back and quote these things. They always have them. You can always go and update the pricing if you want, and, and, and your customer is notified. So it's our job to get you introduced, get you hired really quickly, get you paid quickly, and then get you booked for the whole season, and then get you booked for shrubs, seed, leaves, snow. Uh, snow is another skew that that we we built out uh, a couple years ago, and uh, that's that's how it works. And we try to keep it as simple as we can, but also as useful as we can to help pros make more money. Yeah. Going into um, like communication with the customer, can you, can you talk a little bit about that? Like, is that kept within the app or is that separate? That was something we really struggled with because in the early days we were like, yeah, we need to build, we need to build the, 
the messaging system inside the app and it's pretty easy to do these days there's a lot of like there's a lot of apis you can bolt on inside an app that'll give you a messaging service as good as whatsapp mm -hmm. um where it's real clean it doesn't take a lot of work um and we decided against it because i had the viewpoint then 10 years ago and still today nobody wants another inbox to check <laughs> yeah literally nobody wants that like like yeah, like i'll get a message from my bank and they're like you have a new secure message and then like you gotta like log in let me see what this message is and they're, and they're like we are your bank you know or some some bullshit <laughs> like it's just like you really you made me log in to read that and so so that's stupid and uh and so nobody nobody wants another inbox to to monitor to check I, I get why some platforms do like Airbnb does and and uh, I know like hosts power hosts on those platforms live in that inbox but we figured you know SMS text message works fine email works fine although most pros don't even check their email anymore um, SMS is the primary way that that we we push people to communicate and and so from the jump we we push homeowners hey reach out to Quentin and and just make sure that everything's okay hey quentin reach out to mrs smith make sure that that you're going to be there on wednesday and that while we've told her in nine places what's included in the quote you probably need to go over that one more time just to manage expectations so that's what that's how we manage communication and and, and probably will for the foreseeable future because i just don't think we want another inbox to check yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I get that. And especially now, you know, I've heard, um, you know, there's been some issues with uh, CRMs that integrate text messaging because there's like a new A2P standard or something like that that's just ca that like stuff, causing so much right havoc. Yeah, it goes right in the trash. It doesn't it doesn't get delivered. Yeah. Yeah. Um, can can we talk about uh, like pricing? Like, because I know you guys, Green Pal has to make money. Um, you know, for a business, for a lawn care business, like, what does it cost? Like, do you guys have like a monthly plan, a yearly plan, uh, an enterprise plan? Um, do you guys take a, a cut of the service of each service that's done? Yeah, it's it's insanely cheap. It's it's only five percent of every transaction you do. So, but I mean, literally, uh, other platforms like that are trying to do something similar charge thirty percent. But I came at this from a contractor's uh, mindset, and I knew I didn't. I mean, it's already a slim margin industry as it is, and so I knew that I didn't want to charge a big take rate. And I knew that I wanted to keep it as, as low as I could to put more pros, put more money in pros' pockets. So we, we purposely kept it super low. So it's only 5% of, of the work that you do through the platform. And, uh, and there is, other than that, there's no other fees. It's totally free to use. Um, and we have a lot of contractors that come onto the platform, get 10 customers, and they're like, man, I'm just going to start doing it this way and, and they and they we have a tool where they can invite their other customers onto the platform and they will add on the five percent fee because they don't want 
they don't want two systems. They don't want to do, you know, hey, will you Venmo me? Will you cash at me? Um, they don't want to hassle with that anymore. And everything just kind of happens like like clockwork for them. Um, and so, yeah, that's that's the only cost. Now, there there's also uh, the credit card fees, uh, 3% mm-hmm. for, for Stripe, um, which is kind of crazy. Like, they take almost as much as we do um, just to process the payment. Um, but anyway, we, we keep it super low just just because we've got the long view on this platform uh we want to get to a million users a million people using it and we feel like we'll get there in the next couple of years and uh that's how we that's how we make it sustainable and that's how we make it a no-brainer for for service providers so with 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 a person getting paid uh well actually first there so there's like no uh, like onboarding fee or setup no. fee or anything like that. You no. just kind of like create a profile, upload the pictures, you get approved, and then you start sending out estimates. You do the work, you get paid. That's right. Now we have a waiting list in in most every major city. Um, I don't think we have a waiting list in Denver, but um, in the early days, you know, it was, it was come one, come all. But now, now in most every major city, we we do have a waiting list because we have too many vendors. But um yeah totally free to sign up how long is that waiting list typically do you know uh, it can vary like in in nashville it's 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 over a year wow um and some cities it could be a month um further west like if if you live in san jose california sign up we need vendors (laughs) if you live in if you live in bakersfield california we need vendors for some reason we can't get vendors out there um but if you live in Nashville, I mean, we, uh, quite frankly, we got enough. Uh, if, if you live in anywhere in Florida, is a is a waiting list, um, and so uh, unless it's a small town like a like an Ocala or something. So yeah, it's totally free to use, other than five percent. Now here he, here's the here's the rub. Every customer you get on the platform, you got to keep them on the platform. You can't you can't do them one time and say, hey, you know, uh, let's just do Zelle from now on and let me screw GreenPal. Can't do it. Uh, if you try to do that, you'll, you'll get uh, your account deleted. And, and once it's gone, it's gone forever. You can never sign up again. Um, once If you screw us like that, and, and some people try to, uh, it's, it's literally gone forever that you can never sign up again because we map to your social security number for your, your payment processing we map to your your phone, your email, your IP. Uh, we we literally fingerprint all that, and every day, it's so it's so sad. But like every day, there's over 500, 700 vendors that try to sign up every day. That already went through once, broke the rules, and and get kicked out. So, so that's one thing I will say: you gotta play by the rules. Yeah, I mean that you know that that makes sense. Um... Yeah, because because if, if the platform isn't making its little five percent, then there is no money to market. Yeah. For, for new customers for you. Yeah. It's like, and it's then like, and I mean, the the whole system comes crashing down. Collapses. And yeah. It's like you're you're back to where you started. Green Pals back to where it started without any money. Right. You kill the golden goose. Yeah. Like, to make the thing work, uh, you know, we, we we have to have. It's not like we're getting rich off this. Like you have to have some kind of margin to 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 make it viable. And we tell pros, add it in. Do you, like, do you think somebody's sitting there uh, looking at your $45 price um, and they're going to hire you 
based on $45 or $48? No. Yeah. Like if, you're, if your ratings are good and the price is right there, they can hire you right from their smartphone, 45 versus 48 ain't going to matter. Add the fee in. Yeah, so yeah, that that that's actually what I do. Um, yeah. you know, I I use Copilot as my CRM. I don't know if you're familiar with them. I've heard of it, yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, my th this year my my minimum mowing price is $40. Yeah. Um, and you know, it doesn't matter how small the yard is, like, you know, if it's a small parkway right next to the street and a sidewalk, you know, it's like 40 bucks. Um, that's what it takes to, to get out there and drop the gate. Yeah, but, the, you know, that, that price includes, you know, that that credit card processing fee, you know, that, that Stripe pays because I require all of my customers to have a credit card on file before, you know, I'll, I'll do any work. Yeah. And, you know, I do my billing weekly, but, you know, just it, just building that that small fee into your pricing because I, I see so many people out there, you know, I'm, I'm a part of some, you know, Facebook groups and, you know, everyone's like, oh, like I just signed up, you know, for to take credit cards and like, but I don't want to pay the fee. Well, first oh, of all, man. like the fee is, is like so tax deductible. Yeah, it's so short-sighted. Um, you, your customers, like if, if they see like, if they see $33, you know, for their lawn mowing and then all of a sudden, you know, they get charged the fee and it's, you know, 30 Five twenty nine or something, you know, with the added fee, they're going to be like, "Oh man, that sucks." Every other company, pretty much, anytime you use your credit card, like at the gas station, all those fees that they get charged exactly. are built into the products they're selling. Yeah, it, it's if you really like, it's, it, it is like it is sad to see that mindset because you're you're observing somebody step over a dollar to pick up a dime the, <laughs> i like that <laughs> by the time you screw with hitting, pinging somebody to venmo you or cash app you or god forbid give you cash or leave you a check that you got to deal with by the time you have done that you wasted the two or three bucks mm -hmm. and by the time you you've even thought about doing that and then and then by the time you look at the at the jobs you don't get paid for because you left it to some kind of manual process, you know, even if it is through a digital payment, you're still losing money. Um, whether you, you look at the credit card fees or, or like a platform like ours. Now, when you start getting into like, you know, 30%, then it starts to make sense. But, but a few bucks a transaction, mm -hmm. I mean, move on, like move on, figure out ways to make more money, um, figure out ways to, to service more customers, figure out why there's 10 customers that aren't doing business with you anymore. Like you'll make more money doing that than you will trying to like hassle somebody to cash app. Yeah. Well, and even like, you know, having like doing manual payments, you know, either picking up a check or oh. uh, like th that wastes your time. It and might a be consumer, a little bit as a consumer. Goodbye. Like, <laughs> like, no, I'm not doing that. Like I am literally not meeting with you face to face like if i'm a consumer and and i hire somebody to like i don't know clean my house or something mm -hmm. and, and they're like hey i want you to strike me a check goodbye like, yeah <laughs> i am not i am not doing that like, yeah i, I don't oh, think i've written a check in yeah. gosh like 10 years it seems like yeah. i mean just no, no one uses checks anymore right it's it's, it's it's yeah it is venmo it's it's paypal it's cash app or you know it's or it's credit card 
Yeah, so it's like, you know, add it in. No, nobody's going to quibble over a couple of bucks because it's so much more convenient for the consumer. Yeah. So I, I want to ask you, I don't know, you know, maybe we can get, uh, you know, a, a few um, a, a, a little bit of mentorship from you. Um, you know, as far as, you know, like running a business. Um, so I don't know, you know, maybe we can, uh, maybe I can ask, you know, what's, what's one thing, because I want to help, you know, kind of like the small guys, you know, the guys who, um, I, I, I met a guy my, my first year, um, I saw him, uh, you know, mowing a lawn, I was like driving by, I pulled over, introduced myself, um, you know, and just started chatting with them. And, you know, every week I would see him wave high and stuff, but, you know, started telling him like, Hey, you know, like raise your prices. He's like, well, you know, what would you charge for this lawn? And, you know, I tell him my pricing and I know, you know, you don't really want to compare, you know, pricing and pricing and pricing and pricing from a bunch of different companies. Like you need to know what you need to make, but like my whole, like my whole goal is just wanting to help other people out there other other business owners like make money because there's good money in in mowing lawns and providing other services um so what you know what's what's something that you know you could uh impart wisdom to you know a a a small lawn care company or you know even a you know lawn care company you know that might have you know two employees plus the owner yeah man it's great question so I agree. I think the home services industry, the landscaping industry is a great way to improve your station in life. I know it did for me. I mean, I I got lucky and I built a great team and worked hard, but I built an eight figure company in this industry and, and I don't, and I know I'm going to sound, I'm going to sound eight figures. Wait, so, so that's at least 10 million, right? 10 million bucks. Yeah. Wow. And, 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 and and I don't mean to sound arrogant. Um, and I, and I'm not trying to brag. I'm just trying to, I'm trying to, uh, be authentic and real. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I mean, I was a millionaire by 28, literally like had a million dollar net worth by 28 years old because of the landscaping business. And so if I did it, anybody listening to this can do it. And so I think the first thing is begin with the end in mind like where are you trying to get to because i don't think most people in in business for themselves even know the answer to that what does five years from today look like what does 10 years from today look like do you want to have a super big company with 50 employees doing you know five million dollars a year in revenue is that your goal Mm -hmm. okay if it is then let's let's work backwards from that and there's a lot of things we're gonna have to do to get there um, maybe that's not your goal. Maybe your goal is I just don't want to work anymore in 10 years and I want to be able to travel and I, and I want to, I want to be able to, to, to live life on my own terms and just do what I want to do. And I don't want to have a big company ever. Um, then that's a different path. Like, so let's, let's, let's like begin with the end in mind and first know what, what, what that looks like. And, and, uh, let's say you're going to go the second route. Let's say you, you just want to like maintain a super profitable business, two or three helpers, only high end work. Um, and, uh, and, and, and you don't want to, you don't have the appetite to run a huge company with a hundred employees. Then you need to have the mindset of taking low quality revenue and turning it into 
high quality revenue. Mm-hmm. And so what do, I mean, what do I mean by that? Let's face it, the money we make in the lawn care business is low quality revenue. No matter what, how good your profit margin is, even if you can charge a, a, a premium to your competitors, it's still low quality revenue. You had to go work for that. You had to go manually execute that service or one of your people did. Um, you have to maintain the equipment. You have to like, it's very hands-on. It's very in the trenches. It's still a good way to make a living, but it's low quality revenue. It's okay. Work your ass off in, in making that low quality revenue, but then turn it into high quality revenue. Take as much as you can, 10, 20, 30% and invest it in real estate. Go buy some rental houses. Go buy some, go, go, go put your money in the S&P 500 and let it sit and let, let, it, let that snowball. If you do that for a decade, you can get to a point where you don't have to work anymore. And that's, that's kind of what my plan was when I was building my first company. I would buy a rental house every year. Um, and, I, and, and during the wintertime when my guys were slow, we would go fix up, up my rentals. And it worked really well. And so I was taking low-quality revenue and turning it into high-quality revenue. That was 20 years ago. I'm, mm-hmm. still making, I'm still making passive income off of those investments I bought 20 years ago that came from the lawn, lawn mowing business. So that's, that's the second piece of advice. Um, third piece of advice, and I'll, and I'll end with this, is as a, as a business owner, you're gonna be doing three things at once at all times. Um, actually, I'll give one more piece after this, because it kind of fits. <laughs> you're you're gonna be doing three things at, at all times. You're going to be working in the business, meaning you're gonna be mowing the yards, calling mm-hmm. customers back, making sure everybody's happy. Second thing is you're gonna be working on the business, you mentioned earlier, I got a CRM, I got a billing system. What's my marketing system? I got to recruit an employee. How am I going to train him? I want to get five employees. I need an employee training system. What's my customer satisfaction system? How do I know people are happy with my services? What's my system for getting customers that don't do business with me anymore to come back and do business with me? What's my system for that? Working on the business. And then the third thing is you're working on yourself. Every small business reaches a choke point of what the founder's capabilities are. Yeah. How good are you? What's your sales? You know, what do your sales skills look like? What does your negotiation skills look like? What does your people management skills look like? What is your leadership uh, style? What's your management style? How good are you at uh, at copywriting? You know, how good are <laughs> you? You know, how good are you at 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 uh, I don't know. At, at at estimating how good are your estimates you know like you're working on yourself and so when you're first getting started monday through friday monday through saturday is in the business maybe saturday afternoon is on the business and then sunday's on yourself mm-hmm. you got, and then as time goes on that inverts to where 90 percent of your time is on the business and on yourself and then 10 percent is in the business if you're doing it right so so that's the the second piece of advice third piece of advice would be um look like i read a book once uh called a million miles in a thousand years and one of the things that the author donald miller talks about is to live an interesting life you have to do interesting things and to live in to do to do to live an interesting life you have to have an interesting story and and to have an interesting story you have to do interesting things and for me looking back Reading this, I'm reading this book. I'm looking back. Like my business is the thing that is the storyline to my life, and I have done things that I never would have been able to do had I not been in business for myself. And so, if you can look at 
the struggles you're facing in business in the context of this is my life's journey and the business is the storyline to my life and it's the thing that's carrying me places I never would have gone otherwise causing me to level up every level of the game it can help clarify a lot of things it can help clarify a lot of struggles that you might go through as, as a business owner yeah wow great advice Brian I appreciate that uh, are you guys going to uh, be at Equip Expo? Have you guys ever been? We've been a couple times. Going to try to make it this year. Is it? It's usually every October, no? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Middle of yeah, October in, in Louisville. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna try to be there. And uh, there's a few people that I need to meet when I when I when I get there. Are, are you guys gonna have a booth there? No, nah, we, we won't have a booth. Uh, but well, if, if you do go, I'm going. So okay. um, you know, maybe have uh, Sarah reach out to me or something on email, and you know, let, let me know if you guys are are there. I'd love to you know meet you in person and you know shake your hand, and maybe we could you know record a a, a shorter podcast um, there, to, and you know maybe just you know get uh, get a few more little tidbits of information for for lawn care companies out there. Would love it. Would love it. Uh, you know, I have a passion for people working their ass off in this industry. Um, I wouldn't be where I am today. I, I wouldn't probably would have, would never have amounted to much of anything had I not started pushing a mower in high school. So, um, <laughs> yeah. you know, stick it out, guys. It's worth it. I promise you it is. And yeah, it, you know, if we make it out to Louisville, I'll definitely link up with you. Sweet. So where can people uh, find Green Pal? Um, you know, like the email address, websites, phone numbers. Can they call? You know, give, yeah. give me that information. Go to greenpal.com, uh, scroll down to the bottom, click uh, sign up as a provider if anybody wants to check it out. Free to check out. Um, and anybody wants to hit me up, find me on Instagram, Brian M. Clayton. Just drop me a DM there. If you guys are interested in GreenPal, check them out, uh, especially if you know, you're know you in one of the uh, busier markets definitely sign up now because um, you know that that waiting list i'm sure is only going to get bigger and you know you you want to get your your foot in the door um, if you're in california sign up now because that's where they, that's where they need uh people but yeah brian well i appreciate your time um you know it's a it's a early saturday morning for me um what 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 time zone are you in Eastern? I'm in Central. I'm oh, Central. Okay, so right, you're about right, right. an hour ahead of me, but but yeah, I ha had to wake up a little bit early on on uh, Saturday here in Denver. But I appreciate your time and you're and, not mowing uh, any today. No, um, I, oh, you know, you, I I, you I usually huh? You got it. You got it figured out then. What was that? You got it. You got it figured out then. Not having to work Saturday. I do so far. <laughs> yeah, this is actually my fourth year in business. Nice. Um, and you know, that's great, man. That's, it's hard. It's hard. It's hard to do that. It is. It is. Um, so yeah, guys, check check out Green Pal and uh, check out Brian on uh, Instagram. And also, don't forget if you guys are actually looking for any uh, marketing materials, you can check out LongCareMedia.com and look at the flyers, the postcards, all that stuff. And don't forget to use code Ninja to save twenty percent. I think it is on uh, any of your purchases. And yeah, Brian, again, thanks, and uh, we'll we'll catch you guys in the next episode later.